And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today is November the 1st. Uh, 305th day of the year. Only 60 days remaining until the year's over with. And... It used to be, I thought, November 1st was Day of the Dead, but now I'm told it's the 2nd. So we shall see. Holidays and observances. It's Deck the Everything Day. National Authors Day. Go get some of my books off Amazon. Ken Hudnall. Uh, National Cook for Your Pets Day. I do that every day. National Vinegar Day. World Vegan Day. All Saints Day in Spain, All Saints Day generally in the Roman Catholic and the Methodist Church, Anniversary of the Revolution in Algeria, that's when they gained their independence from France, Antigua Independence Day, Ceylon Gaeth, uh, the spookiest time of the year, Coronation Day of His Majesty the King, uh, celebrating uh, Higme Kassar, the Dragon King, with booting these people across the globe. D. Hamilton Jackson Day. Uh, Extra Mile Day. Ariana Day. International Pet Groomer Appreciation Day. Kanata. Rajo Tasava uh, Day. Uh, Karva Chauth Day. And uh, Cut, which is an Indian cultural holiday. National Advent Calendar Day, National Biologic Coordinators Day, National Brush Day, National Calzone Day, National Cinnamon Day, National Deep Fried Clams Day, National Family Literacy Day, National Jaden Day, National Mia Day, and if she happens to be your mother, it's Mama Mia Day, National Stress Awareness Day, Pate Day, Prime Meridian Day, that hold, that's the glue that holds the time zones together, uh, Puducherry Liberation Day, um, transferred from the French India to the Republic of India, Synod Candle Day, <clears throat> my voice keeps fading in and out, so if it goes away, um, I'm still here, all right. In 365 A.D., Alemanni crossed the Rhine and invade Gaul. Emperor Valentinian I moves to Paris to command the army and defend the Gallic cities. 996, Emperor Otto III issues a deed to Gottschalk, Bishop of Freising, which is the oldest known document using the name uh, Osterici. That's Austrian, the old high German, don't you know? In the year 1009... Berber forces led by Suleiman Ibn al-Hakam defeat the Umayyad Caliph Muhammad I of uh, Cordoba in the Battle of Al-Khalia. 1141, Empress Matilda's reign as a lady of the English ends with Stephen of Blois uh, regaining the title of King of England. 1179, Philip II's crowned King of France. 1214, the port city of Sinope surrenders to the Seljuk Turks. 1348, the Anti-Royalist Union of Valencia attacks the Jews of Merviadro on the pretext that they are serfs of the King of Valencia and thus royalist. 1503, Pope Julius II is elected. 1512, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel painted by Michelangelo is exhibited to the public for the first time. Okay, in 1520, the Strait of Magellan, a passage immediately south of mainland South America connecting the Pacific and Atlantic, is first discovered and navigated by European explorer Ferdinand Magellan during the first recorded circumnavigation voyage. 1555, French Huguenots established the French Antarctic colony in present-day Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. 1570, the All Saints Flood devastates the Dutch coast. 1604, William Shakespeare's tragedy Othello is performed for the first time at Whitehall Palace in London. 
1611, Shakespeare's play The Tempest is performed for the first time at Whitehall Palace in London. 1612, during the time of troubles, Polish troops are expelled from Moscow's uh, Kitegorod by Russian troops under the command of Dmitry Pajarsky. 1683, the British Crown Colony of New York is subdivided into 12 counties. 1688, William III of Orange sets out a second time from uh, Vostus in the Netherlands to seize the crowns of England, Scotland, and Ireland from King James II of England during the Glorious Revolution. 1755, in Portugal, Lisbon is totally devastated by Massive earthquake and a tsunami, killing an estimated 40,000 to 60,000 people. 1765, the British Parliament uh, enacts the Stamp Act on the 13 colonies in order to help pay for British military operations in North America. 1790, Edmund Burke publishes Reflections on the Revolution in France, in which he predicts that the French Revolution will end in a disaster. It was for the king. 1800, John Adams becomes the first president of the U.S. to live in the executive mansion, later renamed to the White House when they got a great deal on white paint. 1805, Napoleon Bonaparte invades Austria during the War of the Third Coalition. 1814, Congress of Vienna opens to redraw the European political map after the defeat of France in the Napoleonic Wars. 1848, in Boston, Massachusetts, the first medical school for women, Boston Female Medical School, which later merged with the Boston University School of Medicine, opens up. 1861, American Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln appoints George B. McClellan as the commander of the Union Army. He replaced General Winfield Scott. 1870, in the United States, the Weather Bureau, later renamed the National Weather Service, makes its first official meteorological forecast. 1893, the Battle of Bimbizi took place and was the most decisive battle won by the British in the First uh, Matabele War of 1893. 1894, Nicholas II becomes the new and the last Tsar of Russia after his father, Alexander III, dies. 1894, Buffalo Bill, 15 of his Native Americans, Nanny Oakley, were filmed by Thomas Edison in his Black Maria studio in West Orange, New Jersey. 1896, a picture showing the bare breast of a woman appears in National Geographic magazine for the first time. 1897, the first Library of Congress building opens its doors to the public. The library had been previously housed in the uh, Congressional Reading Room in the U.S. Capitol. 1897, the Italian sport club Juventus is founded by a group of students of uh, Lyceo Classico Massimo di Anzerlio. 1905, Lati, the city of Finland, is granted city rights by Tsar Nicholas II of Russia, the last Grand Duke of Finland. 1911, world's first combat uh, aerial bombing mission takes place in Libya during the Italo-Turkish War. Second Lieutenant Giulio Giovatti of Italy drops several small bombs. 1914, World War I. First British Royal Navy defeat of the war with Germany, the Battle of Cornell, is fought off of the western coast of Chile in the Pacific with the loss of HMS Good Hope and the HMS Monmouth. 1914, World War I, Australian Imperial Force departed by ship in a single convoy from Albany, Western Australia, bound for Egypt. 1916, in Russia, Pavel the Yukov delivers in the State Duma the famous stupidity or treason speech participating in the downfall of the government of Boris Sturmer. 1918, World War I, with a brave action carried out into the waters of the Austro-Hungarian port of Pula, two officers of the Italian Regia Marina sink with a manned torpedo the enemy battleship SMS Viribus Unitas. Hmm. 1918, Melbourne Street wreck. The worst rapid transit accident in U.S. history occurs under the intersection of Malburn Street and Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, with at least 102 deaths. 1918, Western Ukraine separates from Austria-Hungary. 1922, abolition of the Ottoman Sultanate. The last sultan of the Ottoman Empire, Mehmed VI, abdicates. 1923, the Finnish airline, Aerial O.Y., now Finnair, was founded. 
1928, the law on the adoption and implementation of the Turkish alphabet replaces the Arabic alphabet with the Latin alphabet. And if that wasn't confusing enough, 1937, Stalinists execute Pastor Paul Himberg and seven members of the Azerbaijan's Lutheran community. 1938, Seabiscuit defeats War Admiral in an upset victory during a match race deemed a match of the century in horse racing. 1941, American photographer Ansel Adams takes a picture of a moonrise over the town of Hernandez, New Mexico. That would become one of the most famous images in the history of photography. 1942, World War II. The Tanakawa Offensive begins during the Guadalcanal Campaign and ends three days later with an American victory. 1943, World War II. The 3rd Marine Division, U.S. Marines, landing at Bougainville in the Solomon Islands, secures a beachhead leading to that night to a... Uh, Naval clash at the Battle of Empress Augusta Bay. 1944, World War II, units of the British Army land at Walcheren. 1945, the official North Korean newspaper, Rodong Sinmun, is first published under the name of Changro. 1948, Athenagoras I, ecumenical patriarch of Constantinople, is enthroned. 1949, all 55 people on board Eastern Airlines Flight 537 are killed when uh, the Douglas DC-4 operating the uh, flight collides in midair with a Bolivian Air Force Lockheed P-38 Lightning over Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, 1950, Puerto Rican nationalist Griselio Tresola and Oscar Colazo attempt to assassinate President Harry Truman at uh, Blair House. 1951, Operation Buster Jangle. 6,500 U.S. Army soldiers are exposed to Desert Rock atomic explosions for training purposes in Nevada. Participation was not voluntary. Um, 1952, Nuclear Weapons Testing. U.S. Uh, su uh, successfully detonates Ivy Mike, the first human nuclear device at the uh, Iniwetok Atoll. Explosion had a yield of 10 megatons of TNT equivalent. 1954, the Front de Liberation Nationale fires the first shots in the Algerian War of Independence. 1955, the establishment of the Military Assistance Advisory Group in South Vietnam marks the beginning of American involvement in that particular conflict. And it would have been won had the suits in Congress stayed out of it and allowed the military to operate the war. But no, we had uh, elected officials trying to make military decisions and he knew as much about that as a duck does about nuclear physics. 1955, the bombing of United Airlines uh, Flight 629 occurs near Longmont, Colorado, killing all 39 passengers and five crew members aboard the Douglas DC-6B airliner. 1956, Indian states Kerala, Andhra Pradesh, and Mysore are formally created under the States Reorganization Act. Kanyakumari district is joined to the Mil Nadu from uh, Kerala. 1956, Hungarian Revolution. Emre Nagy announces Hungary's neutrality and withdrawal from the Warsaw Pact. Soviet troops begin to reenter Hungary, contrary to assurances by the Soviet government. Janos Kadar and Ferenc Munich secretly uh, defect to the Soviets. 1956, the Spring Hill mining disaster in Spring Hill, Nova Scotia kills 39 miners. 88 are rescued. 1957, the Mackinac Bridge, the world's longest suspension bridge between Anchorages at the time, uh, opens to traffic connecting Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. 1963, the Arecibo Observatory in Arecibo, Puerto Rico, with the largest radio telescope ever constructed, officially opens. On this date in 1963, the 1963 South Vietnamese coup begins. 1968, the Motion Picture Association of America's Film Rating System was officially introduced, originating with the ratings of G, M, R, and X, being run by quite a number of, um, well, let's call them maiden ants. 1979? I'm sorry, 1970. Club sinks up fire in St. Laurent DuPont, France, kills 146 young people. 1973 Watergate scandal. Leon Jaworski is appointed the new Watergate special prosecutor. Also in 73, the Indian state of Mysore is renamed as uh, 
Karnataka to represent all the regions within Karunadu. 1979, in Bolivia, Colonel Alberto Natosh executes a bloody coup d'etat against the constitutional government of Walter Guevara. Also in 79, Griselda Alvarez becomes the first female governor of the state of Mexico. 1981, Antigua and Barbuda gain independence from the UK. 1982, Honda becomes the first Asian automobile company to produce cars in the U.S. with the opening of its factory in Marysville, Ohio. A Honda Accord's the first car produced there. 1984, after the assassination of Indira Gandhi, Prime Minister of India, October 31st, 1984, by two of her Sikh bodyguards, anti-Sikh riots erupt. 1987, British Rail Class 43 hits the record speed of 238 kilometers per hour for rail vehicles with onboard fuel to generate electricity for traction motors. 1991, President of the Chechen Republic, Dutokar Dudayev declares sovereignty of the Chechen Republic of Ichkeria from the Russian Federation. 1993, the Maastricht Treaty takes effect, formally establishing the European Union. Year 2000, Chhattisgarh officially becomes the 26th state of India, formed from 16 districts of eastern Madhya Pradesh. Also in 2000, Serbia and Montenegro joined the UN. 2001, Turkey, Australia, and Canada agree to commit troops to the invasion of Afghanistan. 2011, Mario Draghi succeeds Jean-Claude Trichet and becomes the third president of the European Central Bank. And in 2012, a fuel tank truck crashes and explodes in the Saudi Arabian capital, Riyadh, kills 26 and injures 135. Well, we've got... A lot of chaos and confusion on the international stage. We've got um, Maduro, who is basically appears to be a dictator of his country, uh, coming out in favor of Hamas, according to the latest reports I received. And of course, Hamas appears to be uh, being handed its head by the. Um, Israelis. Okay. Well, we were talking uh, in keeping with the Day of the Dead, which is tomorrow. We've been talking about haunted houses. Now we're going to talk about something else. We've all stayed in hotels. But how many of you realize there are haunted hotels? Uh, we're going to start out talking about uh, you know, one hotel that I found fascinating. The uh, RMS Queen Mary has been permanently docked in Long Beach, and it's been converted into a hotel. And when my wife had a meeting, I stayed, or we stayed on the Queen Mary. She went to her meetings, and I was uh, there by my lonesome. Took my camera, my tape recorder, and I explored it from stem to stern. Now, the retired, the RMS Queen Mary is a retired British ocean liner. Is bigger and faster than the Titanic, even more luxurious with 12 decks featuring an Art Deco design and intricate woodwork polish to uh, a high gleam. And it was with good reason she was the preferred uh, mode of transportation for royalty and celebrities crossing the Atlantic. Went on her maiden voyage in May of 1936 from Southampton, England to New York City. Took a little more than five days. <laughs> Excuse me. Two years later, she set a record for the fastest Atlantic crossing, which uh, stood until 1952. But in early 1940, the Queen Mary was repurposed as a troop ship to aid the Allied effort in World War II, painted camouflage gray and nicknamed the Gray Ghost. Ship's accommodations were increased from 2,140 to 5,500. And the capacity on that ship would eventually reach almost 10,000. And she began making trips all over the globe from Southampton to Sydney. And it was during this time the ship was part of a maritime tragedy. 1942 collided with a British light cruiser, the uh, HMS uh, Kurokoa, 
cutting the smaller ship in half and resulting in the death of more than 300 of uh, the smaller ship's crew. 1947, Queen Mary returned to uh, civilian service as a luxury liner and for 20 years. She uh, fulfilled that uh, that service until the rise of popularity of air travel. Well, after a long period of time as a top-of-the-line passenger liner, the Queen Mary was retired in 1967 and permanently moored in the city of Long Beach, California. And a lot of money was spent converting the ship into a floating hotel and opened up as a tourist attraction in 1971. Uh, of course, it did cease operations in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic when everybody panicked and ran in circles. <clears throat> you know, stories of strange sights and sounds grew to the point the ship became known as one of the most haunted hotels in America. During its seagoing years, at least a dozen crew members and more than three dozen passengers died on board. Ghost of an 18-year-old crewman has been seen near the watertight door that crushed him during a drill in 1966. And the spirit of senior second officer W.E. Stark, who died one night in 1949 after uh, accidentally drinking acid instead of gin, how you'd make that mistake, I don't know, has been spotted wandering the ship's corridors. And in the region of Queen Mary's bow, where she collided with the Caracal, uh, crashing and grinding noises have been reported. There's uh, no question that there's a lot of activity on board that ship. I spent uh, almost a week there, and uh, I heard a lot of bizarre things and picked up a lot of strange stories from people. The uh, first-class swimming pool is uh, a very haunted location, as I reported in an earlier show. It uh, is fascinating when you wander those back hallways and there was one area that was absolutely, completely dark. I sat there and heard movement all around me, but there was nobody there but me. Well, from Long Beach, let's go to New York City. Hotel, Hotel uh, Chelsea. It's been... Closed to new guests during a renovation process that stretched more than a decade from 2011 to 2022. It's once again open today in 2023, taking reservations for stays. <clears throat> it's a 12-story um, hotel that opened in 1884. It's an apartment building with 40 units, one of the first residential cooperatives in New York City. It's a red brick uh, Queen Anne-style structure, accented with ornate iron balconies and topped by a mansard roof pierced for dormers and chimneys and a, even has a central tower. Early on, it became known as a haven for artists. One of its residents was American landscape painter uh, Charles Melver Dewey, who died at the age of 88 in his apartment at the Hutt Hotel in 1937. Well, his long residence wasn't unusual for the actors and singers and writers and painters who, uh, over the next 125 years, would loiter in the Chelsea's famous Art Adorned Lobby and who would ascend to their rooms on its intricate iron staircase. 1905, the Chelsea was converted into a hotel, visited by actress uh, Sarah Bernhardt and Lillian Russell, well as writers Mark Twain and O. Henry. 1930s author... Uh, Thomas Wolfe wrote the novel You Can't Go Home Again while staying there. Hotel's bohemian reputation grew with each passing year as it hosted an eclectic mix of uh, artistic characters, including Bob Dylan and Patti Smith, Arthur Miller, and Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, Jackson Pollock, Andy Warhol, as well as uh, Janis Joplin and Leonard Cohen, who... Uh, actually carried on a brief affair with each other between rooms 411 and 424. Um, Hotel Chelsea, in the words of one journalist, was a big boho fraternity house. Some former guests are apparently still living there after they died. A painter who resided at the hotel from 2003 to 2006 claimed to have been visited by the ghost of uh, 
We miss Burroughs, who wrote A Naked Lunch while he was living at the Chelsea in 1959. And many guests reported seeing the, the vain woman, a Victorian-era spirit who checks a reflection in a fifth-floor mirror. Hotels also has tragedy in its past. Most famously, Nancy Spungen was stabbed to death on October 12, 1978, in room 100, which she'd been sharing with her boyfriend, Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious. A knife she had uh, given to Vic, uh, Vicious had been plunged into her abdomen. The police arrested Vicious for the murder, but uh, he died of a heroin overdose before the case ever went to trial. She said to still be haunting the area around her old room, where mysterious noises unexplained changes in temperature had been reported. Another ghost, referred to by residents as Mary, haunts the hotel's uh, hallways. Story goes that Mary was the wood of a man who uh, perished aboard the Titanic in 1912. Distraught over his death, she hung herself in her room. She was seen as recently as 1996 by uh, Soprano star Michael Imperiola, Imperioli, who lived in the Chelsea for two months, once claimed to see her crying in an eighth-floor corridor. Well, from New York City... Let's go south to New Orleans, Louisiana. The Bourbon Orleans Hotel. The uh, the first incarnation of a property on this French Quarter site was the Theater de Orleans, which opened in 1815. After fire in 1816 completely destroyed it, a new one was built in 1817, designed by British-born architect Henry Latrobe the designer of the United States Capitol, who added the Orleans Ballroom. 1,300-seat theater soon became one of the country's uh, premier opera hubs, together with the ballroom, served as an important uh, forum for uh, Creole society. It was also the setting for some of the most prestigious social events in New Orleans. And let me tell you, when the folks in New Orleans decided to put on an event, they put on an event. 1881, the Sisters of the Holy Family, the first black religious order in the U.S., purchased the theater and the ballroom and converted them into a convent and school for African-American girls called St. Mary's Academy. The order then purchased an adjacent lot and built an orphanage for girls called St. John Bertram's Asylum for Negro Girls. 1964, the nuns sold the building to a Baton Rouge developer who converted the property at the corner of Bourbon and Orleans Street into a hotel and a ballroom. Today, the Bourbon Orleans is said to be home to more than 20 ghosts, including a wounded Confederate soldier who limps along the hallways of the third and the sixth floors. Several others are said to be the spirits of children and nuns who perished during the yellow fever epidemic of 1897. Guests reported hearing the laughter of children in the halls and the ghost of a little girl chasing after her balls often seen on the sixth floor. And in the ballroom, the spirit of a woman is often seen dancing by herself under the chandeliers. But the hotel's most notorious spirits frequent uh, frequent room 644, where, according to legend, a man committed a nun committed suicide. Guests and staff have heard tortured screams coming from the room, and some patrons have reported waking up in the middle of the night to find a nun standing over their beds. Let me tell you, waking up and finding a ghostly nun hovering over you would uh, certainly change my attitude. Well. Bourbon Street Hotel site um, actually was built on the site of, uh, I'm talking about the Hotel Provincial New Orleans. It was um, a Bourbon Street um, Hotel site. Uh, it's on the site of a former military hospital that dates back to 1722. Screams of pain and the sounds of groaning have been heard in the provincial's hallways and guests and staff have seeing the ghost of wounded soldiers as well as bloodstains on the floor and bed covers. One young female ghost, presumed to be a nurse, has also been sighted. And one of the more vivid reports, guests said that elevator doors opened uh, once onto the bloody scene of a military hospital floor. Grizzly taboo uh, vanished after the doors closed. I know of a couple of other places where similar things have happened. There's one in Gettysburg. Well, that's Go to San Antonio, Texas, the Emily Morgan Hotel. It's a 12-story building. Stands on the grounds where, in 1836, Mexican troops fought Texas forces at the Battle of the Alamo. The old mission is just across East Houston Street from the hotel. 
Opened in 1926 is the Medical Arts Building. The Emily Morgan housed a, a hospital and offices for doctors and dentists until it was converted into an office complex in 1976. Eight years later, it underwent another renovation that transformed the space into a hotel. The old Gothic Colossus that rises high over the downtown. The structure's got several distinguishing features, including a five-story tower with an observation deck, copper roof with wooden ribs, and lining its upper reaches an array of gargoyles, with each figure carved to portray a different medical ailment. Well, hundreds of men lost their lives on, at the Alamo. Many others died in the building when it included a hospital facility that had its own morgue and crematorium. History of both the area and the building gave rise to an abundance of ghost stories. Hotel guests say phones are ringing in the middle of the night with nobody on the other end of the line. Doors sometimes slam shut for no apparent reason. Elevators skip requested floors and stop on different levels. Attendants have reported beds being unmade moments after a room had been serviced. And a sales manager once had to spend the night uh, returned to her room to find the bathtub filled with blue water. Now, that would definitely make you want to dive in. More ominously, guests have reported hearing hospital carts rolling down the corridors past their doors. Others have seen a mysterious woman in white walk in the hallways, and a strong, distinct antiseptic odor permeates the top floor, which was once part of the hospital. Emily Morgan adheres to the traditional hotel superstition of not having a 13th floor. This means the building's top level is actually the 14th. Hotel takes the superstition uh, one step further, though. There's no room 1408. The sum of the digits in that room number, 1 and 4 and 0 and 8, is 13. It appears nobody's taking any chances. Well, one of the most famous haunted hotels is located in Estes Park, Colorado. That's the Stanley Hotel. You know, During their 1974 visit to the Stanley, the Stephen King and his wife stayed in room 217, the same room said to be frequented by the ghost of a former housekeeper named Elizabeth Wilson. Stanley served as the inspiration for his 1977 novel The Shining, which is adapted into a 1980 horror film starring Jack Nicholson. Well, Stephen King and his wife Tabitha temporarily relocated from Maine to, to Boulder, Colorado. King, by that time, had already written Carrie and Salem's Lot and trying to come up with an idea for his third book. On the advice of friends, they, they journeyed into the Rocky Mountains to stay at the Stanley, a sprawling resort hotel located uh, 7,500 feet above sea level. But when the, they checked in, they discovered they were the only guests in the hotel. The Stanley's getting ready to shut down for the winter. Ate dinner in an empty dining room. King roamed the Stanley's long hallways alone, and by the time they checked out the next day, he knew he had an idea for a book. In fact, the first draft of The Shining took him only four months to finish and became his first hardcover bestseller. Well, King's inspiration was no accident. Stanley is reportedly teeming with spirits, including the ghost of a cowboy and the spirits of a child who play in the halls. Uh, the ghost of the hotel's builder, inventor F.O. Stanley of Stanley Steamer fame, is uh, said to wander the billiard room and bar while the spirit of his wife, Laura, plays the hotel's piano. The ghost of Elizabeth Wilson, a former housekeeper, said to frequent room 217 where she was seriously injured in a 1911 explosion while going around lining the lanterns. Well, then from Estes Park, Colorado, let's go to San Diego, California, Hotel Del Coronado. You know, in 1983, a Secret Service agent guarding then-Vice President George H.W. Bush was assigned to room 3519 and became spooked enough to call his superiors in the middle of the night to demand another room. And he had a gun. November 24th, 1892, Thanksgiving Day, a 24-year-old woman in La from Los Angeles named Kate Morgan checked into the hotel alone without baggage, registered under the name of Lottie Anderson Bernard and claimed to be from Detroit. Paid $3.80 a night to stay in room 302. It's since been changed to 3327. Um, and for that $3.80 a night, three meals a day were included. Four nights later, she walked out to an exterior staircase and shot herself in the right temple with a 44 caliber American Bulldog pistol she had bought in San Diego the day before. Hotel's electrician found her body on the morning of November 29th in the San Diego County coroner determined her, room was, her wound was self-inflicted.
Well, the reason it brought Morgan to the the Dell, as it's called, uh, which is a sweeping Victorian beachfront hotel built in 1888 and graced with red roofs and exterior pristine white wood and somewhat murky, possibly destroyed over a lover's quarrel or waiting for a man that never showed up. Whatever it may have been, once she checked in, she never checked out. Guests and staff say they've seen the spirit of a beautiful, dark-haired woman and visitors staying in Morgan's old room on the third floor reported flickering lights. The TV turns on and off untouched and the doors open and close on their own. And that's enough for an exciting evening, let me tell you. Well, from San Diego, let's cross the country to Savannah, Georgia. The Marshall House. There have been sounds of children running down the halls, uh, hotel's hallways late at night and faucets turned on by themselves. The clacking of a manual typewriter has been heard coming from the room once occupied by author Joel Chandler Harris. You know, the, uh, the Marshall House is an elegant, low-slung, four-story hotel opened in 1851 and included a dining room and bar and public and private parlors and shops and the carriage turnaround. Ornate covered iron veranda runs most of the length of the second floor, and the exterior is Philadelphia press brick. Well, after the peaceful surrender of Savannah to General William T. Sherman's army in December of 1864, Union troops briefly used the hotel as a hospital. And during Reconstruction, Joel Chandler Harris, author of the Uncle Remus stories, lived there while working as a reporter for the Savannah Morning News. Well, the Marshall House operated as a hotel for the better part of a century until it closed in 1957, and the street-level floor was divided into retail space while the upper floor was sealed off and became haven for birds and bats and rodents. Building underwent a thorough renovation and, uh, and restoration in 1998, preserving original wooden floors, staircases, brick walls, and fireplaces, and returned to its original use as a hotel. Some of the artifacts found during the renovation are displayed in glass cabinets on the second and third floors. An 1837 portrait of Marshall House's founder, Savannah businesswoman Mary Marshall, wearing a black dress and a white bonnet, hangs in the lobby. And shortly after the hotel opened, a young girl told her father she had met a lady dressed like Marshall in an upstairs hallway. And that was the beginning of the building's connection to the supernatural. Marshall House recently ranked second on USA Today's list of America's best haunted hotels. The uh, extensive renovation may have led to the supposed rise in ghostly activity. Legend has it 19th century artifacts weren't the only thing discovered when construction workers entered the hotel's sealed upper floors. They also found bones under the floorboards that may have belonged to a Union soldier. Now, that rumor's never been confirmed, but guests reported seeing ghosts of a soldier with amputated limbs. And the uh, room 414 is allegedly plagued with the odor of rotting flesh. There are certain things that just should not be disturbed. Then in Los Angeles, we got the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. It was a magnet for movie stars. Um, Shirley Temple took her first tap dancing lessons with uh, Bill Bojangles Robinson on the tile steps behind the uh, out beyond the Roosevelt's lobby, rehearsing for their... Uh, Appearance in 1935's The Little Colonel. Now, the Highwood Roosevelt was built on partial funding from actors Douglas Fairbanks and uh, Mary Pickford. Well, the studio head, Louis B. Mayer, has been the cornerstone of the golden age of Hollywood almost since the day it opened in 1927. The uh, Blossom Ballroom hosted the first Academy Awards in 1929. Twelve-story Spanish colonial structure with looms over Hollywood Boulevard was a favorite of um, America's screen idols. Marilyn Monroe lived there for a time in room 246 and has also frequented the Roosevelt's uh, Senegro uh, Cabaret. Clark Gable and Carol Lombard, before and after they married, often frequented a penthouse on the hotel's 12th floor. And some of the old Hollywood icons apparently still frequent the hotel. There have been reports of Marilyn's ghost appearing in a full-length mirror that once belonged to her and which now hangs in a lower-level foyer. She's not the only celebrity still hanging around. Montgomery Cliff, who died of a heart attack in 1966, stayed in room 928 for three months while filming 1953's From Here to Eternity. He was notorious at the Roosevelt because he had practiced his trumpet and recited his lines out loud while walking the corridor outside his room. 
According to hotel security records, many guests have since called with noise complaints about the uh, people in Cliff's old room. But every time security guards checked, they found the room was empty. 1996, the hotel celebrated what would have been the 53rd wedding anniversary of Gable Lombard. She died in a plane crash in 1942. He died in 1960. They held a seance in the couple's old penthouse, renamed the Gable Lombard Suite, in an attempt to summon their spirits. Lombard reportedly did make an appearance, decked out in a pink dress and diamond earrings. And also in Los Angeles, we got the Chateau Marmont. The week after John Belushi died of a drug overdose in uh, Bungalow 3 on March 5th, 1982, following Saturday Night Live alumni, uh, fellow Saturday Night Live alumni uh, Al Franken stayed in the hotel and claimed Belushi's ghost visited him. Years later, a couple staying in Bungalow 3 noticed their two-year-old son giggling to himself. He said he was laughing at the funny man. One day his mother was looking at a book of celebrity guests at a hotel and the boy pointed to the Belushi's picture and said, that's the funny man I've seen. Well, he didn't see him before he died. And in Washington, D.C., a place I've stayed is the Hay Adams. Spirit of Marion Glover Hooper Adams appears to be the most active around the anniversary of her death. Her appearance is often accompanied by the smell of almonds, which themselves contain trace amounts of cyanide. The... Bellwood Arts Landmark, which sits across uh, Lafayette Park from the White House, where Barack Obama stayed with his family before his presidential inauguration of 2009, where Ronald Reagan dined with his wife Nancy Reagan before his uh, inauguration in 1981. Besides political dignitaries, the list of guests over the years have included Ethel Barrymore, Amelia Earhart, Rex Harrison, Sinclair Lewis, even Charles Lindbergh, the Eagle. One just a place to stay. Hey, Adams is a as worthy a, a monument uh, status as any memorial, uh, memorial, 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 well, memorial in a city that's filled with them. Hotels built in 1928 on a site once graced by the grand Romanesque homes of close friends John Hay and Henry Adams. Hay had been the personal secretary to uh, Abraham Lincoln and also served as the Secretary of State and the U.S. Ambassador to the U.K., Adams, who was a descendant of Presidents John Adams and John Quincy Adams, was a historian and Harvard professor. Almost from the time the house was built in 1884, the Hay Adams residences became the hubs of the social and intellectual scene in the nation's capital. Along with their wives, Clara Hay and Marion uh, Clover Hooper Adams, two men hosted symposiums on literature and art and science and politics and entertained famous guests such as Theodore Roosevelt, Mark Twain, and Henry James. But tragedy lurked beneath the, the glamour. On Saturday morning, excuse me, one Sunday morning, early December of 1885, Glover Adams, who had fallen into deep depression after her father's death, took her own life by ingesting potassium cyanide. And apparently her troubled spirits never left the site. Today her ghost is reportedly uh, most often found roaming the fourth floor of the Hay Adams, Locked doors were mysteriously open and closed their own, and staff and guests have heard the sounds of a woman crying in a room on a, or a stairway. Housekeepers in empty rooms and will sometimes hear the voice of a woman whispering, what do you want, and even calling them by name. That's definitely going to get your attention, let me tell you. Then we go to Rapid City, South Dakota, the Hotel Alex Johnson. This hotel offers a ghost adventure package for guests that includes accommodation and a reported haunted room a K2 meter, which is said to be a ghost detector, and other amenities. Now, I will tell you, a K2 meter will sometimes be set off by improperly um, done wiring in the walls. Built in 1928 by Alex Carlton Johnson, the vice president of Chicago and Northwestern Railway, this 11-story German Tudor is full of symbolism. Architectural style was selected because of the large influx of German immigrants to the Dakotas, while inside, especially in the Grand Lobby accents of Native American heritage are everywhere, especially in the symbols on the original brick of the lobby floor. Places reportedly also full of ghosts, most well-known of whom is the Lady in White. According to local legend, at some point in the 70s, a young woman killed herself on her wedding night by jumping out the window of room 812. Now that's a way to celebrate your honeymoon. Guests and staff reported seeing her spirit wandering the eighth floor. 
In room 812, the windows often mysteriously found open in the morning, and drawers in a dresser sometimes taken out, turned upside down, and put back in place without explanation. Not the only ghost on the eighth floor, by the way. Some guests reported hearing a young girl giggling in the hallway. Spirits also known to knock on doors, and one of the hotel's other permanent spirits is Alex Johnson himself, who died in 1938, but has apparently stayed behind to, to make sure his hotel runs smoothly. Well, from South Dakota, let's go back to the great state of Texas, Austin this time, the Driscoll Hotel. It's a hotel that's brimming with ghost stories, including that of a cigar-smoking ghost dressed in 19th century cowboy clothes. Apparently likes to visit with women musicians. According to Annie Lennox, the ghost cowboy picked out her stage outfit while she showered. It's always nice when the ghosts help you get ready. Cattle Baron Jesse Driscoll opened his eponymous uh, uh, hotel in downtown Austin in 1886 with the goal of making it one of the finest guest house in the world. This elaborate Romanesque structure has a facade of pressed brick with White limestone accents and includes porticos and arches and gables and balconies and columns and busts and other carvings. And the, Gris the Driscoll spared no expense, spending $400,000. That's the equivalent of about $12.5 million in 2022, building it. And when he lost his fortune two years later, he was forced to sell. And the Driscoll's changed hands many times since then. They've been on the verge of extinction on a few occasions. What remains consistent is the hotel's history is the legend that the Driscoll is haunted. It's reputed to be the home of more than a dozen ghosts, including Driscoll himself, as well as two brides, both of whom reportedly took their own lives in room 525. First killed herself after fiancé caught off the wedding. She's seen roaming the halls, dressed in a Victorian gown, and the second, who was also jilted, shot herself in 1991 after going on a shopping spree with her ex's credit card. She'd been seen carrying bags or a pistol before vanishing into room 525. When people follow, there's nobody there. Well, from haunted hotels, let's talk about entire towns that are haunted. I'm talking about ghost towns, don't you know? The first one's in the state of Colorado. It's known as St. Elmo. On one occasion, a skier claimed to have seen an attractive woman in a white dress in the second story of the Starks Home Comfort Hotel. Here's Annabelle Stark is still keeping watch over the town, which she considered her town. You know, nestled deep in the Rocky Mountains at an elevation of more than 10,000 feet, this former mining town is utterly remote, cut off from civilization by a dense pine forest and a pair of 14,000-foot peaks. Founded in the 1880s, settled by enterprising prospectors who pulled gold and silver from the holes they dug in the surrounding hills. San Elmo was also something of a... Um, transportation hub with a depot for the narrow-gauge uh, Denver, South Park, and Pacific Railroads, and as well as the starting point of the Gunnison, Aspen, and Tin Cup stagecoach lines. The zenith in the 1880s, St. Elmo had a population of 2,000 people and boasted of smelting works, several merchandise stores, five hotels, a telegraph office, a town hall, five restaurants, two sawmills, a schoolhouse, a weekly newspaper called the Mountaineer, and numerous saloons and dance halls. I don't think there were that many churches, don't you know? But a fire swept through the town in 1890, and after that it was as though the place never stopped exhaling. The mines started to dry up. The price of silver collapsed in 1893. Seventeen years later, the Alpine Tunnel, the first to burrow through the Continental Divide, ceased operation. Train service ended in the 1920s, and St. Elmo's status as a ghost town wasn't far behind. The Murray Murphy Mine, once the richest in town, closed in 1936. Within a decade, St. Elmo had just two full-time residents, Tony and Annabelle Stark, the son and daughter of the prominent former cattleman and mine boss. Well, as people left town, Starks bought their properties for the value of their tax liens and converted them into summer cabins to rent to tourists. And today, roughly 40 of the town's early structures remain intact, including the Miners Exchange Building, which served as a bank and a saloon, before becoming a general store, Pat Hurley Saloon, the Pawnee Mining and Milling Company building, and the Starks Home Comfort Hotel. With an old dilapidated main street lined with abandoned false front stores and other frame structures, St. Elmo is considered one of the best-preserved ghost towns in the West. 
And the old buildings aren't the only leftovers from the town's past. The ghost of Annabelle Stark apparently still patrols the streets of St. Elmo. She lived there, you know. Without indoor plumbing until the late 1950s, was tagged with the nickname Dirty Annie because of the filthy clothing she wore and the tangled mess of her hair. She used to stroll the streets with a loaded shotgun slung over one shoulder. Now, she left a hotel to a friend when she died in 1960, and shortly after her death, the friend's grandchildren were playing in one of the rooms when the temperature dropped 20 degrees and all the doors slammed shut. I think at that point in time, I'd say, why well, do you want the new door? Well, in Nevada, we've got the Rhyolite uh, ghost town. And Burt Mains of Mercantile Store sits abandoned in Rhyolite, Nevada. Today, that ghost town is overseen by the Bureau of Land Management as a popular tourist attraction. It's all served as a backdrop for a number of films, including the Air, Ma- um, the Air Mall and the Island. Named for the silica-rich volcanic rock in the area to, to the northwest of Death Valley, excuse me, northeast of Death Valley, Rhyolite's one of the most prosperous of the more than 2,000 gold mining camps that sprang up in Nevada's Bullfrog Mining District almost overnight in 1905. Buildings in the town went up at a prosti- uh, prodigious rate. The Cook Bank building was three stories tall. The Stock Exchange and Board of Trade was formed. Two years later, the town was wired for electricity. There were hotels and stores and a school for 250 children, an opera house, an ice plant, an ice cream parlor, two electric plants, foundries, machine shops, and a miners' union hospital. East Coast steel magnate Charles Schwab owned the Montgomery Shoshone mine. The mood in the town was so giddy that one miner, Tom Kelly, built a three-bedroom house out of 50,000 beer and liquor, liquor bottles. He must have had a uh, fun uh, emptying nose. But the panic of 1907, the first worldwide financial crisis of the 20th century, started what became a rapid demise of this gold rush town. Mines closed and banks failed over the next few years. At its peak, somewhere between 3,500 and 5,000 people had lived in Rhyolite, but by 1910, there were only 611 people left. The Montgomery Shoshone Mine and Mill closed in March of 1911. Five years later, the power was turned off. By 1920, just 14 people remained. Thirty years later, there was only two. Mr. and Ms. H.H. H. Heisler, a retired couple from Montezuma, Georgia, who made their home in the old railroad station. That's the town's only habitable building that's still left. Today, Round Light's an eerie destination for tourists, curious to see the, curious to see the places of crumbling concrete and stone. Portions of the walls of the three-story bank building still stand, as do parts of the old jail and school. In front of the Porter Brothers General Store is also still upright. One of the few intact buildings remaining of the Spanish-style train depot and Tom Carey's bottle house. Unfortunately, all the bottles are empty. Well, we've got a lot more haunted places to talk about, but not enough time to get into the next one. So until tomorrow at this time, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly spooky evening. Till then, have a great evening.